in the building. We live. It's your two favorite people on your favorite podcast. It's your boy, Mike. It's your boy, Hassan. And it's another special episode of the Mike and Hassan show. We got a guest in the building. Mike, introduce your boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, we got my boy Slinks on the pod with us, y'all. Special guest. Give him a round of applause, show him some love. Um, yeah, welcome to the show, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, we got a we got another guest on the show. We know it's been a while, y'all. Decided to bring my boy on. We think that he can bring some insight, some some uh, some good content to the show. Um, go ahead and tell the people what you do, man. Well, you know. As you can see, my name is Slinks. I do professional dunking. Um, This is something that I just started doing about uh, around like 2018, 2019. Um, I've been dunking my whole majority of my life. You know, I started dunking at 13, at six foot. Um, You know, right now I'm six foot seven with about a 43 and a half inch vertical leap. Uh, I traveled 46 out of 50 states just for doing professional dunking. I've been in a lot of major contests. I met your favorite celebrities and the list goes on, man. You know, I got my own mural in my hometown and, you know, it's a good feeling, you know, just to be able to be out here in the world and do something you love and inspire people, you know? Yeah, man. What, what is your hometown? Tell the, tell the people where you're from, man. We we met here in Vegas, um, but but tell the people where you're from. Uh, my city is Pittsburgh, but uh, inside the city, I'm from a town called New Kensington, Pennsylvania. Um, it's a small town, not a lot of hope, um, you know, but me being one of the guys that's from there, you know, I give a lot of people hope in my town, you know, just to be able to take sports or do something you love and be able to uh, leave the area, go somewhere else, you know, pursue a dream. So that's kind of where I'm from, man. Small town in Pittsburgh. That's what's up, man. man. You said Kensington, right? Yes, sir. Shout out to Kensington. Slinks, um, again, good to have you on the show. Thank you. I I gotta, I just gotta, I gotta start with this, bro. What's, What's your best dunk? Ooh, I got a lot of great dunks, but um, I have two. I would probably say would be my best. Um, honestly, it would have to be the uh, they call it the OG windmill, but you know it's short for the the pendulum windmill. So uh, basically, if you go on my page, I have it pinned on my Instagram. But uh, I was at Lorenzi Park and there was this dunk. I was uh, I was having a dunk session and I was going crazy trying all these dunks and then um randomly. I just tried this dunk, never done it before, and I've done it first try, so it was just crazy. But um, it's basically like how you would do a windmill. You bring it around, but what you do is when you bring it to this motion, instead of you following through and finishing the full rotation, you bring it around, you do a half rotation, and then you bring it back and dunk it. So I will honestly say like the the, uh, the OG windmill is probably my best dunk, hands down. Okay, mm. so we got the windmill, and you said you had two. What was your other favorite dunk? Um, it's called the wind. So the wind is where you take the ball and you bounce it through your legs and you catch it in your hand and you dunk it. Uh, I could do that version. I have different variations, but my best variation is a two-hand reverse. So the, the wind two-hand reverse. For sure. this, people. this is a professional dunker. <laughs> he just described dunks in a way I've never heard before. He knows his craft. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's that third one, man? What's that third one? I got to hear it. I'm interested now. <laughs> All right. The third one, the third one is, uh, I would say, a J. Rich two-hand reverse. 
So basically, uh, an East Bay, aka between the legs dunk. Instead of you doing a regular between the legs where I would take the ball from my left hand and switch it to the right and go through the legs and dunk it, a Jay Rich is where you do a reversal. So instead of me, like I said, going from the left to the right, I'm going right to left. So I would put the ball through my legs this way. I would bring it into my left hand and I would reverse it with two hands. So a Jay Rich two in reverse also, that would mm. probably be the third. That's like a go-to. And I got to throw one more in there. The 360 behind the back reversal. That's the my bonus. dunk right there. Bonus. You yes. said a 360 behind the back reverse. Mm-hmm. And it's so casual. Like, oh, this is my other dunk. 360 reversal. Hey, no, look, man, y'all got to follow this man on Instagram. Um, We'll link it when we drop the episode. But uh, yeah, man, he'll he'll post stuff in this story. He'll post stuff on the, you know, as regular posts. And I'll be like, damn, this nigga, this nigga nigga just did like six spins. This nigga over here going crazy. (laughs) Me and Slinks, we was talking in the pre-show. And, you know, just again, trying to have the viewers get to know you better. You was just explaining to me like the the business and the opportunities of professional dunking, but you also mentioned you had an invite from the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, sir. That's just basketball culture. That's that's like legendary stuff. Of course, it's it's different from the NBA, but on that that showman, that entertainment, that's, that's up there. Yes, sir. Definitely, man. And that's kind of uh, the type of basketball I've been doing. Um, I've been an influencer for a long time. Honestly, I've been influencing people. Uh, you know, even before social media, I was doing it in person. I actually did a lot of kids at my, uh, at, you know, my hometown, at my local park. And I would get them to surround me, you know, hype me up and I'd do dunks for them. I'd try to like show them stuff that they see in video games and stuff like that. And um, I kind of started doing influencing, like literally through the streets. Like, you know, I walk to your local parks, do crazy dunks, hoop with some people. And I sit the kids down and talk to them, you know. And then um, this guy, my old uh, assistant basketball coach, he hosted a block party in my hometown and there was a dunk competition. And this was like the first dunk competition I ever, like ever even participated in. And I won. And it was a dope moment to be able to uh, win a dunk competition in front of your hometown, in front of all your people. You know, there was over like thousands of people, man. It was, it was scary, you know. Had a little bit of stage fight, but you got to let that go and just go crazy, you know. Hey, that's what's up. Um, and that explains when you got the mirror. You're the hometown hero. Like, damn, like you see slinks of, again, crazy dunks. That's what's up, bro. Um, props to you. Respect to that. And Thank you, just... Man. Just adding something on, you mentioned like you've been an influencer. And you know, when I was, when we were talking in the pre show, we were talking about just how like organic was for you. you. Again, you just mentioned you just dunking at the local block party before social media and you started the buzz then. What, I don't know, just keep going, bro. Like, where, where is it? Where, where have you been? Tell me all the places you've been just off of dunking and your experiences. Um, you know, I haven't left the country yet. And that's one of my goals. Um, I've been invited to Venezuela, uh, all through France, um, different areas like, you know, uh, Louisiana, uh, just all different, like, you know, different areas over there that have a different type of basketball culture. Um, I've been to 46 out of 50 states, you know, so, you know, I don't want to really name that many places right now. You know, it's a lot, but, um, out of all the places I've been, I would say the most fun I've ever had out of all the states, I would say it probably would have to be out of Utah or California. Um, you know, you got the Venice Beach out in LA. You know, we all know how the basketball culture is down there. So, you know, it's you always fun to go down Utah, there. Bro, that's, a, that's a wild pick. I, that I, I do we all too. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentality. You, you hey, gonna have to explain now. You gonna have to explain that one, brother. I got it. I got to hear this. Utah in the house. This is coming from an East Coast dude too. Right. So look, this 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 is like Utah has a strange basketball culture that nobody really knows about. I didn't know about it until I actually went there. So back in uh, 2019, I went to this camp called the Dunk Camp. And there's this guy, his name is Andy Nicholson. You can look him up on YouTube. He's well-known, very famous guy. It's his organization. And um, he's a 50-year-old man that can still dunk. He can dunk. Mm. It's crazy. And um, he has a vertical program. Uh, he teaches a lot of kids, you know, the uh, technique of jumping, the art of jumping. And um, what he does at these camps is he brings all the professional dunkers, like all the well-known, famous professional dunkers, all the guys that's on a high level. He brings those guys to the camp and, um, you know, he just demonstrates a lot of um, ways to get better at dunking. Um, they teach you how to, you know, correct your hand speed, you know, how to move the ball around your body with different dunks, you know. So when you're doing it behind the back, you don't want the ball, you don't want the rotation to be slow. You want it to be quick because the faster you move the ball around the, your body, the quicker you can make the, uh, the dunk. So he teaches you how to, uh, you know, get your penultimate step. And if you don't know a penultimate, it means second to last step. So basically it's your second to last step when you're jumping. So whenever you're going to power up for a two foot jump, them last two steps you take, those, those are the steps that really matter when you jump. And, um, you know, he teaches you the difference between being a speed jumper and a power jumper. I didn't know there was a difference, you know? So there's a, a technique with a, the drag toe foot, you know, when you're dragging your toe, when you're jumping, and then there's the butt kick motion where, uh, you know, you see people's feet lift up and their foot kicks back. So a speed jumper is a person who needs speed to jump high. You need mm -hmm. a lot of speed. You need to run fast to jump high. A power jumper is someone who doesn't need speed. They just know how to jog and power up with ease. And me, I've learned from the camp that I was a uh, power jumper. So it, it explains why in my videos, why I'm always walking into my dunk. So I do like a slow jog and then I just run fast and power up. Um, you know, they taught me how to uh, properly measure my um, standing reach. I have an eight foot eight standing reach. I didn't even know that, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm damn near touching nine feet, standing straight up, you know? Um, mm. They taught me um, different techniques on how to like make certain dunks because, you know, all, it's all about hand placement, you know, being able to move the ball around your body and placing your hands in the right position of the ball to be able to make the dunk properly. Um, so that's why I say Utah was a great experience, you know? Um, there was a lot of campers there. There was a lot of people there. I got to meet some of my favorite YouTube influencers. So it was a dope experience, for real. That's what's wow. up, man. That's what's up. Um, okay, I gotta know. You said you've been to 46 states. What, what's the four? It's, it's a shorter list. You said it's too long to list all 46. What's the four you, you haven't been to? I haven't been to Hawaii. I haven't been to Alaska. I haven't been to uh, North Dakota or South Dakota. And everywhere that's basically else. it. And I've been everywhere else. Discriminating against the Dakota. <laughs> I don't like them over here. Utah, we cool with not. Dakota, get out of here. Yeah, North Dakota, <laughs> South Dakota, we, we ain't we ain't going over there. Man, you don't <laughs> want to come to Pennsylvania neither. Pennsylvania's cold, man. It'd be cold out there. Oh yeah, I'll pull up in the summertime, man. I ain't. But yeah, I, I I got a question for you too, bro. Um, so Duncan, I mean, obviously you know you, you tall, you hoop, but when did you find out that you can actually? like do this you know like what was that aha moment when you when you did a dunk and you was like you know what i think i'm gonna go ahead and be a pro dunker like what like what, what was that moment how did that come about 
It was um honestly, like I said, doing things organically, like dunking for people at parks and stuff and seeing people go crazy. And um, this was like way before, like I said, I won my first dunk competition. So what made me really get into it, uh, it was YouTube videos. Like I used to sit and watch guys go crazy, like fight slam dunk competitions. Like, I'm like, who are these dudes? They're not even in the NBA. Like, how are they doing all these crazy dunks? Mm -hmm. How are they jumping so high? I'm like, this is like some and one type stuff. So I was like very interested, you know? And um, what really got me started was um, my mom's uh, boyfriend. I used to sit and talk to him about dunking all the time. And we used to go to the park and I would practice dunks. And I ain't gonna lie, I was very emotional back then, you know, being 17 and young, you know, trying to dunk the ball. I used to cry a lot when I couldn't make dunks. Like I used to literally sit there and tear up. Cause I was like, I felt defeated. Like you're out there, you're jumping as hard as you can, you're trying to get up and you just can't get it. And um, I guess it was the, uh, the feeling of failure. A lot of people think it's weird, but I actually became obsessed with uh, failing and dunking because I failed so much, I had no choice but to want to get better. So I kind of took all my failures as motivation. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna post videos of me progressing. And that's kind of where it started. I started posting videos of me progressing. Did I know my videos were going to blow up? No, you know, I'm just putting them on the internet. You know, I'm just making raw, uncut videos. Didn't even know how to edit at the time. Didn't know how to put my stuff together. I'm just posting and um, it was just crazy. Like all these uh, dunkers that I looked up to, they actually were like coming on my content and reaching out to me. And then that's when I got the opportunity uh, from one of my friends. They were like, yo, you know, you can make money off dunking, right? And I was like, how was that a thing? He was like, look it up, research it. So, you know, I started researching it. There was like all these different contests around the, the US and, you know, then you got the FIBA dunk competitions and people know what FIBA is, you know, you, that's normally like, you know, that's international sports stuff. So FIBA actually follows me um, on Instagram and um, yeah, they follow they, me. They so follow yeah, they do. So they I've talked to them multiple times about like, like, man, cause I got a couple of my homeboys, you know, they're from Lancaster, you know, California. They got into a couple international dunk competitions and won some. So I've been talking to them about doing it. And uh, when I found out it was a thing, I just went with it, man. I just, I didn't know I would, you know, be able to travel and make money and do something, you know, that I love, but that's kind of how it worked for me, man. You know, being able to just do it raw and just organically and then being able to take my content and get it out there to a, a bunch of people. So it reached the right amount of audience. And that's what kind of gave me my opportunity. Yeah, that's what's up, man. It's like, like you said, you know, you didn't even know that you could, you could do what you do in a day. And um, would you say that that kind of, like having, not, like not knowing that you could do it, but still like perfecting your craft, do you feel like it happened organically? Do you feel like that, uh, that kind of like helped you through the process? Cause it was just like, it was just like something that you didn't, you didn't plan for, you know, you was just in the gym, doing the dunks at the local parks, doing the dunks. And then, you know, the next day, you you know, your boy tells you, he's like, you can make money off this. And then yeah. you, you could perfect it from that point. Do you feel like that kind of like helped you in your journey? Um, It wasn't, I, I would say it kind of gave me a boost of like, wow, I could really like, you know, make a career out of this. But um, I would say, honestly, like it really wasn't for the money. I just wanted to be able to, to uh, dunk in front of people. I wanted to be able to like show my talent off be able to like get out there in the real and really like show people what I can do, you know, cause I've been dunking in front of the same crowd of people for years. So it was kind of like, let me go to different States. Like, let me, yeah. like, you know, I kind of wanted to tour. I wanted to like really get my name out there. So 
I would honestly say like when I realized you can travel because I've always loved to travel, you know, that's always been my thing. And um, when I realized you can travel doing it, that's what kind of motivated me to do it more. And then when I realized like it creates opportunities and you start to get a lot of supporters like from different countries and different states. And it was just dope to have a whole bunch of strangers like literally gravitating towards me, like telling me they're inspired by me and stuff like that. So it, it was dope, bro. It was like a, a cool experience to be able to sit back and realize like, wow, me dunking a ball inspires people to want to do what I do, you know? So that's uh, kind of where a, it started. I got a question for you, Slink. Um, and I'm glad you brought up that topic because I, I meant hearing you in the pre-show, how does it feel, how does it feel to be a role model? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it can be stressful, you know, because some kids, um, they really want to be like you, man. Like, I, I didn't realize how obsessed some of these kids are with what you do. You know, they're not obsessed with you. They're obsessed, like, they're obsessed with what you do. So they're like, you know, they're really interested in, like, how you do it and your journey and what got you started. So it's kind of like, you know, it can get very stressful because sometimes I have to, like, tell these kids the reality, like, you know, they, they think you just can wake up with hops. And I'm telling them like, no, nah, you gotta like work for it. You know, you could be naturally gifted. It could be genetics, but genetics only gets you so far. You're not, you know, you might plateau one day and not be able to really increase your vert. So if you really want to get better, you gotta grind, you gotta work hard. And some of these kids, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't want to hear the hard work part, man. They don't want to hear that. They're like, you know, forget the BS, man. Tell me the secret. And I'm like, there's no secret to jumping, man. You just gotta do it. The more. I realized in life it's kind of like doing push-ups. Jumping is like doing push-ups. The more you do it, the stronger you get and the better you become at it and the more you learn to perfect it. And then you're able to do different variations. It's kind of like jumping. The more you do it, the better you get at it. The more you learn about it, you start doing different variations, you know? And I tell people like your legs is just like your arms. You just got to train them, you know what I mean? But to be able to be a role model, it's honestly, it's cool. Overall, it's cool. I love it. I love people that, you know, sit sit around and be inspired, you know, by me, even people older. Like I had guys in their 40s, 50s tell me like I inspired them. So it's dope to be able to inspire a lot of people. But like I said, it, it's a lot of stress because everybody wants what you have. They want that talent. They want that skill. But not everybody's willing to work for it, you know? I was going to say, it sounds like they were asking you, what's the hack? Like, what's the cheat code so I can just yeah. have it versus when you said, no, you got to work and jump every day. And mm -hmm. hear all that and um something you mentioned earlier was this whole idea of you you said you got obsessed with failing um it's a very common theme on the mike and the song show uh i work in sales mike he's a banker we were young men trying to move up in our careers and we fell a lot yeah so Definitely. i guess it's one of those things it's good to hear that the process does work mm -hmm. just gotta go through it yeah, you, yeah, a lot of people definitely, like, that's the thing, though, like, I'm so used to failing. Like, even today, bro, you know, I had a dunk session. I was killing all these dunks, but the ball just kept bouncing out, bouncing out, bouncing out. But the kids and the people at the park, they were so fascinated. They're like, oh, my God, like, we never, like, the one kid walked up to me. He was like, I ain't going to lie. Like, I've been coming to this park for years, and you just... You're doing the most craziest like dunks I've ever seen in my life. Like I've seen people throw down dunks, but not like like the way you do it. And I'm just looking at the kid like, <laughs> do you not see me failing? Like, do you not see me over here missing dunk after dunk? Like, but it's like the they tips. don't even care about that. They just care to see you do it. 
that's why I became obsessed because it's not about the failures, man. It's about what you do after you come out of them failures. You know, you can fail, 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 but it's the mentality. How are you, how are you going to lock in and, you know, stop yourself from making these mistakes? And me, I, the reason why I'm obsessed with failure is because I love making new mistakes. I love to be out, to, to be able to go out there and really like make, you know, different mistakes, not the same ones, just different ones. Okay. Like for instance, I'll tell you something that's so deep about Duncan. The technique is so deep. I'm so deep with it. My mind is so different. It's like this. I'll go up for a dunk. I'll miss it. You might look and be like, whoa. And I'll tell you exactly why I missed the dunk and how I missed it. Okay, my foot placement. I planned it wrong. My takeoff was wrong. I was too close to the rim. When I brought the ball up, I didn't extend my arms high enough. The rotation of the ball going into my other hand, the hand speed was a little slow. My hand placement wasn't right on the ball. So, you know, it's just certain things that I... The science behind it, you pick up on, you know what I mean? And that's why I become obsessed with it. It's the science behind failing, man. You gotta realize your fails and how to grow out of them. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like what you're describing is like, you're not comfortable, you know? Um, Cause you hear all these people saying these things to you, um, you know, like you're an inspiration, you're a role model. These are the craziest dunks I ever seen at this part, but you're like, you hear all these things and you're like, nah, nah, like, thank you. You know, of course, like you're flattered, but you're like, nah, like you're not comfortable in that place. You're like, I got it. I got to get better. Like I got to perfect the science behind it. And it sounds like you really, you really have a deep understanding of how to get there, mm -hmm. you know? So um, I think that, you know, by you describing that, I think that that, uh, that kind of describes in any profession, you know, like Hassan said, like, you know, um, we, we can translate that into sales, you know, maybe you didn't do your pitch correctly or or maybe you didn't, uh, you know, maybe you might have not introduced yourself properly or maybe you didn't, you know, make the other person comfortable with you or, you know, maybe you t didn't present the right solution or whatever the case may be. So, you know, um, it's all it, it's all about not being comfortable and um, always understanding that there's room for growth. So yes, I, I, I kind of I feel that when you say that. Hell yeah, man. You know, and that's kind of like you said, you guys, you're a banger. He's a salesman. You know, salesman, it is definitely about the pitch. It's all about the personality. But one thing I really realized, like mainly, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You that's know, fine. if you if you definitely. say, you know, you you come at you know, you come at the right person with the right pitch, hell yeah. And they love your personality. Like one thing I've always learned, anything you do, you gotta have a personality. People wanna see that. You know, you're a person at the end of the day. And in order to get people to become a supporter of you, they have to understand you. And that's something that I do with my content. I wanna make people understand why I do what I do. So the more you have a better understanding, the more, you know, you wanna support what I'm doing. You know, it's hard for people to support what you do when they don't understand it, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, a sense where, uh, you know, when I'm dunking, like I said, I'm never satisfied, I'm never uh, comfortable. I like being in uncomfortable situations. You know, I like the pressure. You know, I like when there's people watching me and I'm failing because people need to see the reality in life. You know, it's always social media. Everything's a highlight. But, you know, outside behind them cameras, man, it's the real deal. It's the reality. It's the real. You're really failing. You're you're learning every day, you know, and it's if you're trenches. not learning through your failures, exactly. You know, yeah. even in the trenches, you're not learning through your fail failures, man. It's like you're not going to really grow the way you want to, you know what I mean? Or prosper the way you really want to in anything you do. So that's why I'm obsessed with failing, man. I just love the science behind it. To be able to like, what you can fail, fail, but your mental won't allow you to give up. I think that is like amazing. I love that. 
and your, your attitude, just even the way you're describing failure, like you, you've never failed, like you just learned, like you kept growing. Um, again, like I'm so amazed at how you describe the dunk and how you know how you failed at the dunk. And I think that's, you know, I'm gonna keep using this phrase. That's like the craftsmanship. That's, that's like, if you really wanna be great at something, you gotta understand what you're doing. Like, what am I trying to actually achieve here versus I'm gonna just go and mess around and see what happens. Which you can people can be successful just messing around too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Lightning in the bottle. But um no man, that's amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um I think that uh I can relate to you too, man, because um I played baseball growing up in in baseball, you know, you're gonna fail more often than not. You know, um you take you take ten at bats, you know, you get a hit in three of them, you're you're an excellent player, you know. So, um, you know, those seven out of 10 times, you're going to, you're going to mess up, you know. Yeah. And um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's bad luck. You know, you may square a ball up, you know, fastball down the middle, you square it up and it goes straight to a glove, you know. So you'll be like, man, like I hit the ball perfect. And even still, it didn't, it, you know, the result wasn't there. So, you know, you got to stick with the process. Mm-hmm. you know or you gotta you gotta be like okay well next time you know i gotta find some grass or next time i gotta hit over the fence or you know whatever the, the mentality is behind it you know so um i think that uh you know i think we can all relate to that you know hassan played football i'm sure you know there was moments in in hassan's football career where you know he they look I'm not. I'm not gonna say the homie got ran over and that the homie played oh, D line. I'm not gonna say he got ran over. That. I'm not gonna say he got sandwiched. But hey, that one never ran over. I'm sure there was situations where you know something happened and he was like, "Damn, hey, like, hey, I gotta do this what? better." I'll, I'll put myself out there, and I don't. I don't know where this pod's gonna go. Like, I feel like you're probably the, since you're the most famous person we've had on the pod. So I'm like, damn, Mike, you got to go viral, bro. We, this is it. It's the one, but uh, not even trying to cloud chase. I played football at Cathedral High School in Los Angeles. One of the, the best teams with schools we ever played, uh, Sarah High School, S-E-R-R-A, not white girl named Sarah, Sarah's, whatever. Anyways, this team over the years has had ballers at this school. They've had Robert Woods, Marquise Lee, Adoree Jackson. There was an opportunity for me to tackle Dory Jackson. He's on punt return. I'm whatever, trying to make the tackle. I was there. I was in position. I was low. Bro, hit, hit him, he just slipped off. Like, not even, like, it was like I wasn't there. Like, hit him, leg try to wrap, he just slipped out. Sure enough, I was the first one that I caught the ball. So I was like the first line defense. He proceeds to shake and bake the rest of my team to the end zone and I could I could have been like damn we all fucked up but I fucked up <laughs> first so oh, that, that's that's me failing at a moment Dory Jackson scored a pump return on me in high school still ain't over it he said I still ain't over it <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later still not over <laughs> hey no it's definitely so, certain plays that, that stick with you man I ain't uh-huh. over though I, I, ain't, I ain't letting that one slide I ain't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man That's is there ever man. like a competition that you had slinks where where you where you had that feeling 
Oh yeah. Um, last year, uh, the competition is actually on YouTube. Um, you know, whenever you guys got time, I'll send you guys the link. You can check it out. For sure. But I, I, um, I was in a situation where I failed, man. It was bad. It was bad. Um, I was in a comp dunk competition with a lot of great uh, dunkers: uh, Tyler Curry, Elijah Barnes, uh, B. Ruff. Um, train with Quan, and these are all social media influencers. These are all guys that got like, you know, a lot of followers, like thirty thousand followers and up. These guys are like, you know, your social media celebrities. And um, this is like the first time I got to dunk in front of like a whole crowd of, in LA. So you know, the women are there, and you know, my my friends are there. You know, all the people counting on me, and um, a lot of people had me down for winning. My first dunk, I punched it. First try, went crazy. Um, I got a score of forty three. My second dunk, I tied with actually T. Curry's the one who won the dunk contest. It was for $2,000. Um, you know, T. Curry comes out, does his crazy dunk. Everybody else does their dunk. Me and T. Curry, we tied first round. Second round, I tied with T. Curry again. I was on his, like, I was on his tail, man. I was not trying, you know, let up. You know, third, the third round, I'm going to tell you. I'm so fearless. Like I said, I'm obsessed with failure. So in this moment, it was like, I didn't think I was going to fail that bad, but I knew there was a chance that I wasn't going to make this dunk. So I tried to do a windmill over three people. My Damn. leg ended, my leg clipped the last dude as I was coming down. So as I was coming down, the ball actually went in the hoop. And then when I pulled the rim down, it flung the ball out of the hoop. So right then and there, you got to remind you, I made my first two round dunks, first try. So this third round, I'm trying to get a 50 score. Like, I'm like, if I get a 50, it's over. Cause I already knew what I wanted to do for my fourth round dunk. I missed. I try to, uh, you know, take some people away. I try to do it over two. I try to do a two hand windmill over uh, two people, missed. At this point I said, okay, damn. It looks like I'm about to get a zero to third round. Like I, I started to, uh, that's when you start getting in your head. You got people watching you, we're on live television. I'm in my head now at this point, like, I'm like, bro, you failed. It's over. Like, I started giving up early in the competition. Damn. I ended up doing like a basic windmill. I got like a score of like sixes and fives. It was horrible. And then um, at that point, like, I wanted to break down and cry because like, oh my God, like, I hate when you're in the moments you train, you work so hard and then you just mess up. So I was kind of like hard on myself and my friends like in the competition, my competitors, like, which are my friends, they were actually calming me down. Like they're like, bro, chill, it's, you know, it's a dunk competition, you take L's, it is what it is, cool, cool, cool. It's like yeah. just bounce back to fourth round. Yeah. So the fourth round, I did my signature dunk. You know, I did the win, got a 50. And at that time, you know, when the competition was up, they all showed the scores, I came in fourth place. There was five of us and I came in fourth. And that hurt me bad. Like that hurt me to the core. But I, I through that competition, I learned my lesson. I gained a lot of people's respect. Um, there was a lot of people in that competition that didn't think I was going to show out the way I did. Um, there was a lot of celebrities, like I said, big actor names, and even famous Los was there. Uh, there was a lot of people there, and I um, got their respect. Got to take pictures with a lot. Of, like you know, it was good. I got the recognition. I got the support. You know, I'm just like, damn, I didn't get the bag. I was supposed to take it home. And then what hurt me the most about it, it's not losing a dunk competition. Not only was I on live television, I was also live on my Facebook. So everybody from my hometown joined and seen me fail. That 
is what was so hard on me because it was like, oh my God, like I felt my hometown. Like that's how I felt. Like I failed everybody. You know what I mean? So I had to take that L, man. And I, I'm still not okay with it. Like how he sitting here, like, man, I still ain't let, I still ain't let that go, man. I talk to them people all the time about like, cause my boy, he told me, he said, just be prepared for August. Cause um, I have a dunk competition coming up in August for 15,000. You know, last year they did it for two bands, but now they're raising it to 15. So I've been training hard because I'm like, I'm not losing. Like I want my revenge. It's revenge season. I'm on y'all. Like, so they they better come ready, man. Cause I'm on them. I'm on them very, very like, yeah, I'm on it. I need that money. I need that. I just deserve it, bro. I work too hard. I need, I need that. Like I just need it. <laughs> no, no other way to explain it. Coming for gold. Um, and again, you mentioned how you you even knew going in, you might not make this dunk, but you know, like I'm going for it. I'm pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's important because you mentioned you gain everyone respect, everyone show you support. Like, like the kids at the park when you was just doing your thing, it's like, even if you miss it, you're going for it. And, you know, not to get too philosophical person like me, again, I work in sales, like, it's, I'm not the best talker, I'm not the most convincing person. The biggest thing that makes me successful in my job, and this is for any salesperson or any person trying to do anything, I've tried. Just gotta try, like you said, fail, mess up there's times i call there's times i call people like 20 times over a few day period and it's like am i gonna have the courage to call that 21st time and people do sometimes pick up on the 21st I'm like all right man i'm done ducking you i'll come by to the dealership see what you got they buy a car but i would have never got to that sale if i didn't go through 21 failures with just that one person and again that's where you that's where you gain the real reward is through the, the attempt at times. Mm-hmm. We want to win too. I still want to make that tackle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that actually yeah, yeah. happened. That happened to me today, Hassan, where you talking about you just gotta try. Um, and you know, you might fail. Like uh today was today was a tough day for me, man. Um, you know, I I went one for five at the plate, you know. Um, so you know, my first my first four attempts. You know, I, I didn't do so well. You know, I struck out, you know, because um, the bank, obviously, you know, um, they make the most money through credit cards. So uh, that's usually my my avenue. You know, I try to get people credit cards if, if it's, you know, if it's a good solution for them. Um, and, you know, today people was just coming in and they, they needed them. You know, they didn't know they needed them. But I'm like, I'm here for you. I'm going to let you know you need one. And, um you know, it started eating at me. You know, there was a point where I was in the back and uh, my manager, she came up to me and she was like, damn, man, she was like, you you good? You look kind of upset. And I was just like, man, I'm I'm 0 for 3 at the play right now. You know what I'm saying? I got I got three strikeouts on my <laughs> on my stat line. You know, it's not looking good. Um, but later in the day, you know, uh, there was there was someone who came in and, you know, they said they was traveling and they didn't want, you know, foreign transaction fees, this type of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, this is the perfect opportunity. But I was discouraged. I was discouraged because of what had happened earlier. And um, this is so common. You hear this in sports, man. They say to have short-term memory. Um, But I think that, you know, it's not about short-term memory. I think it's about remembering that feeling you felt when you didn't achieve what you wanted to achieve. So I remembered that feeling and that's when I was like, okay, I'm a, 
I'm gonna just try it. And I tried it and boom, you know, I got that, uh, I got that, that, that credit card, you know, I got that base hit. So I was like, okay, there you go. Got my confidence going, got in a flow, you know, got that, got that, got a one for five with a, with a double, you know, I was like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Run it up. Please run it up. Yeah, that's, me, though. that's how I that's, see that's what I'm saying that's the mentality though like the fact like most people in your situation they would have gave up you know it takes a strong-minded person to really dig deep like accept your failures and be able to be like you know what I might have not got where I wanted or where I expected but you know every little small effort is some type of progress so even when you failed five times that one out of five that one was enough for you to realize like what you're capable of doing and that's all it really takes yeah, you only you only need that uh that one time, bro, to to really understand, you know, your approach, understand, you know, how you can succeed. Um and you know, like y'all said, you know, we're we're talking about experience. <laughs> you know, so I'm talking about something from 10 years ago. You talking about something that happened a while ago. Um, you know, it's it, it's funny how these experiences they just they stick with you. Yeah. You know. I'm sure y'all are gonna be telling these stories, you know, to your grandkids. You're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, I remember. The year no, was I, the, the I, year I the year was 2010, and I was trying to I was trying to tackle this man. And no, I'm lying. I made that tackle. <laughs> 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 oh, lying to the kids. Lying to the kids. Man, they ain't gonna know. So it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. You can switch it up. Change the narrative a little bit. They might not have film. I got it. They ain't gonna get it. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't gonna get the video film. But yeah, I made that tackle. I could have gone pro. Fuck my knees. Start mining. (laughs) So they were always, oh yeah, man, I would have gone pro, but you know, messed up my back. (laughs) But um, no, uh, sleep well. So I would say though, this first of all, it sounds like the dunk community is a real community like I again I'm an outsider looking into your perspective um and obviously you gained like the respect of your peers but like when you were first on the dunk scene like you're the young gun at the contest or whatever how how did like how were you first received like was it like all competition like are we ain't messing with him or was it automatically like oh you here we we love respect how did that go um, Did you have haters? I, I, I honestly, I, I would say I gained a lot of hate in the beginning mm. because I was tall. So, you know, a lot of people, they used to question the rim height. Like, is it 10 feet or you're just tall? So, like I said, like, you oh, know, when I went to these, right <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how they do. That's how they used to do me, man. The dunk community is huge, bro. Like, my one friend, he's five foot six with a 50-inch vertical leap. Damn. Right. You know, we got some... <laughs> Bro, we got some crazy dunkers in this community. Like, you're the most shortest guys. Like, you go on my YouTube channel, I actually have a few dunk sessions with him. Uh, one of the uh, videos did, like, 10,000 views on my YouTube. It's a pretty good amount of views and stuff, but it's a very entertaining video. But um, when I first came in the scene, honestly, I was respected, but I was hated on. Um, everybody knew I had a bag. They're like, okay, this guy can do every dunk. But they were like questioning, like, does he really jump high or is he just tall? Is the rim low? So when I started going to these events, I didn't say nothing to nobody because I already knew how they were viewing me. So it was like, I'm not about to be your friend. I'm not shaking your hand. Y'all don't even respect what I do. The hate was in the air. 
Yeah, it was in the air. You could feel it in the atmosphere. It was weird. I walk in the gym, all eyes is like, boom. So I knew that I was like, okay, I have something I have to prove. I have to show off. I have to go off. I didn't even stretch. I walked in the gym. Uh, I grabbed the basketball. This is, this is, dunk camp is actually the first time I got that displayed to a bunch of people, my dunks, because before uh, I went to dunk camp in 2019 summer, I was always dunking in Pennsylvania. I was just dunking at the Y, you know, doing my thing. I was doing like little, you know, events here and there. Um, yeah. So when I finally went to Utah and I had the opportunity, um, you know, I already gained respect in 2018 when I did my first tour with the uh, flight squad in Chicago, because um, that's where they held the uh, tryouts. I went off in person, like went off, went crazy. And they looked at me different. So the flight squad was actually the first people who gave me an opportunity because they see my talent on Instagram. But when I went to dunk camp, you, you got to like remind yourself, like you're around all the bigger names, all the big pro dunkers, like guys with a million followers, stuff like that. So, you know, everybody's big headed. Everybody's, you know, they right. jump higher than you. These guys are better than you. Their so ego's I, already up there. Yeah, up there. So when I walk in, they're like, oh, there's slinks. There's a guy from, tall guy from Instagram. Oh, he really is tall in person. He probably doesn't dunk like that in person. So we gonna see. So I seen the way people were looking at me. It irritated me. I got mad. I was just like, okay. So I was with my ex at the time. I said, you know what? Hold my phone. She said, what you about to do? I said, hold my phone, record everything. First thing I do is I do the win. I walked up, bounced it through my legs, punched it. The whole gym goes. Like from, all you hear is voices to complete silence. And I see everybody's head turn like, what the? F and then I just start doing all these crazy dunks. I'm throwing it off the backboard, I'm windmilling. I'm catching it, cocking it back to my foot, like bringing the ball way back here. Boom, punching it. They're like, whoa. I'm jumping over dudes, putting the ball through my legs, head above the rim, punching it. I was going so crazy. I didn't even know the news was there for Utah. The news anchor dude walked up to me like, yo, we about to start a live, uh, we about to start, uh, we about to be live. So, you know, do you mind doing some dunks for us live? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I just started going crazy. The right. news anchor dude, I said, hey man, hold the ball like this. I'm gonna snatch it out of your hand, I'm gonna windmill it. So he got the ball as high as he can. He didn't think I could actually jump that high, reach the ball, grab the ball in his hands and dunk it. I punched it, he's looking at me like, he's like, he didn't even touch my hand. He literally just snatched the ball to my hand. He's on the news describing my dunk. And I just walked away, you know, I'm walking away with the little cool stride. I'm walking away with cool yeah. 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 I'm, like, yeah, I'm that dude, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how my first opportunity was to be able to like show off in front of people. And that's where the respect was gained. Like till this day, everybody talks about 2019 Dunk Camp. Like, yo, that boy Slinks went off. Like he walked in the gym, he didn't even stretch. I didn't. <laughs> I just went in there and went crazy. Like I had something to prove, man. I got tired of being doubted, you know? Real gunslinger, um, and just you know, add to what you said. You performed under pressure because again, you felt the whether it's hate, the jealousy, or like I, I got something to prove. It wasn't like oh, let me not shine and fall back and not, like, no, like they, they want to see what I've got. You stepped up, showed them what you got. So respect, bro, respect. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of shows that um, you know you can channel because sometimes. I know in my experiences, I'll get angry. I'll get, you know, oh, I got I got something to prove this, that, and the other. And sometimes that can go wrong, you know, but you did it in a situation and it ended up being a camp to still talk about 
three, four years later, you know? So yeah. like Hassan was saying, man, I think that goes to show like you, you the real deal, man. Um, you performed under pressure, you performed, you know, um, while, while you was angry, while, you know, you had all these things going on in your head, man, and you didn't let it, it, it you didn't let it eat you up. You actually let it make you better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, props to you, bro. Oh, Thank you, man. Thank you. And you said this and on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. All, I'm going to send you guys the links to everything, man. I'm going to send you guys the links. You know, if you guys want to put it in the podcast, I'll let the folks know, you know, how to get to, to the... Say, yeah, yeah, viewers, man. Y'all y'all got to see this stuff, man. This is this is, this is is a homie, you know. He's a cool dude. He's a humble dude. I met him here in Vegas. Um, we, was at a, um, we was at a party. I met him at the party, you know, we was just talking, man, and it, it was natural, man. This is a cool dude. So, yeah, go go ahead and view his stuff. Um, you know, make sure you, you you give him a follow on Insta. We'll put all that on Insta, man, so y'all could y'all could uh, show the homie some love, man, because what he's doing, like I said, I've seen his dunks on Instagram, and what he's doing, man, is it, it's just incredible. You know, the dude, the dude's a pro athlete. Um, so show that man some love. Show that man some love. Appreciate it, man. For real, appreciate it. And that's, you know, that's kind of what it's about at the end of the day, man. It's about, you know, supporting one another and helping each other grow, man. For real. And um, I'm going to have some merch soon, man. You know, I'm working on the uh, manufacturing stuff as far as like clothing and all that, like what type of tech, like what type of uh, material I want to use, you know, for my brand. But um, yeah. Is this an announcement? Yeah. uh, This is an announcement on the Mike Hassan show. Y'all got, y'all got the announcement. On the Mike and Hassan show, the yes, homeless links is dropping merch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Big merch coming, man. Uh, the brand is going to be called First in Flight, um, and what the meaning of that is is uh, you know, it's just it's basically to represent you know guys who want to be first in flight. You know, you want to be the first to take off the ground. You want to be the first to get up. You know, it's kind of that feeling like when you want to dunk on somebody. You know, you gotta be able to beat your man to the rim. You know, so first in flight is just about being able to be the first in flight, being able to take off on your opponents, be able to take off on any negativity. It's just about elevating. It's about prospering. It's about growing. You know, out of any negative situation you're in, you could be the first in flight to be able to go where you need to go. So that's kind of where, like where the brand is going as far as that. And um, we gonna have shirts, we gonna have long sleeves, we gonna have tanks, we gonna have shorts, socks. You know, I'm even thinking about making underwear, uh, even compression pants and shorts. You know, for you know my guys that like me that like to wear compressions and stuff. So you're a hooper, so definitely can buy the, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when can we? Uh, when can we expect some merch? Is there an ETA or still just working on it? Uh, we still working on it right now. Um, I finally just got the logo. Um, I have three logos. I just have to finalize which logo I really want to use. And um, honestly, after that, things are just going to, shirts will be printed. Like everything, the material will just start being printed. And, um, you know, I'm putting a lot of money behind this. So I'm investing in this. This is something I feel like that can, you know, help, you know, me grow even financially far as on the business aspect, you know. So just trying to be a young entrepreneur, you know, in some type of way. You know, and just to be able to give back to my community as well. That's kind of where I really wanted to do the whole merch thing. You know, a lot of people support what I do. So I'm like, you know, I think it would be dope to, uh, you know, drop the merch, go back to my hometown, do a giveaway, uh, do like a block party event. You know, the first in flight, first annual block party, um, have a three point contest, dunk contest, have, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, three on three tournaments for money. 
And um, yeah, that's kind of like where we're trying to go with it, me and the team. So yeah, that's kind of something that we're doing. For sure. You still, you still hoop, like regular hoop? Like, oh yeah, all the time, man. I, I just gotta yeah. ask, like, is it just dumb? Of course. Nothing or? <laughs> no, no, of course. I still hoop, man. I mean, like, I can't hurt myself course. dribbling. Uh... <laughs> no, no, I no. I don't like it hurts shooting the ball. It's dunk. <laughs> you be going crazy in game with the dunks too. Yeah, yeah. That's why I dribble when I dunk. You know, I try to make it known that, like, you know, when you see me dribbling the ball, powering up, doing, you know, an under both legs dunk, I'm letting you know, hey, I'm doing this in game. It might happen to you. You know what I mean? Just don't be in my way when I jump. <laughs> Just don't be in the way. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, got my own pump return. Don't, don't, put, don't get me on the court. I can't get dunked on. <laughs> don't get don't get put on a poster. Don't get put on a t-shirt. Don't get put. Man, for real, man. And it's crazy. I got some photos actually from the men's summer league that I did back in 2016. I have a, a picture of me dunking on somebody, man. It looks, it's nasty. It looks. I was thinking about making some merch out of that. You got somebody. some merch out of that. You got it's money. Somebody, bro. It's a, it's a, the picture when you see. Like I'm gonna send y'all the picture when you see it. You're gonna be like, what? You're gonna be like, wait a minute. Look where dude's arm is, and look where his arm is. Like he's nowhere near the ball. Like my arm is way above the rim. His hand is like at my elbow. Mm. It's, it's crazy. Like uh, and that was 2016, man. So I was like, man. If only like, like I was already doing crazy stuff back then, but I'm like the stuff I'm doing now, if I was able to do it back then, it's a few years later. Yeah, that'd have been bad. That'd have been Could've bad. Been that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been bad. That's what's up. Um, and what I just think it's interesting of that, you got, you know, we're, we're young men trying to come in here. Well, we are men here, but we talk about getting older. You've got better, sounds like more athletic, as you got older. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Aside from basketball, what's what's the regimen? What's your workout routine, diet, lifestyle? How you rocking out here? How you living? Um, okay, so like, you know, you just want like the daily routine, like when I wake up and get myself going, as far as like, you know, dunking or like just it can be your day to day or just like when you know you're going to either like not basketball gym but just a workout like what are, or even in the gym like what is your workout that's what i'm talking what's your workout um weights like, can also like, i mean weights are a variation you know you, you don't do even like stretch folks you don't even stretch yeah. i don't because no, I'm, I'm i'm naturally flexible i'll be honest with you like i'm i'm already naturally uh, flexible i don't go to like, the gym i, I don't stretch man it's a wrap i'm blowing my I'm back out i'm sleeping i'm ready, I'm sleep, man. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but not like i mean you know i stretch like every morning of course you know because there's certain muscles on my body that do get tight for me like overusing them but i'm a natural flexible guy like you know i can bring my head my my chin to my knees and like i'm very very flexible so um when i go to the gym if i'm doing weights like if it's a weight training day where i'm you know i'm loading up and i'm focusing on uh power um I'll do like, you know, squats. I'll do like, you know, 400 and like six pounds to like 450. I'll do like front squats, uh, regular squats, um, lunge squats. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I do a lot of plyometrics and isometrics. Um, isometrics mm. are mainly for joints. Um, that's how you strengthen the joints in any part of your body. So wall sits are good for if you got bad knees you want to do a lot of wall sits you want to do wall sits for about 30 to 60 seconds you want to do about uh three to four sets of that 
um because what that does is um it builds the strength in your joints and your knees and a lot of reasons why people have knee problems is because their joints are weak you know and their knees a lot of people don't know how to strengthen their joints you can strengthen the area around the knees too the muscles the vmo muscles and stuff like that um doing reverse step downs and um you know different variations of workouts uh you know so what i mainly do is i do a lot of plyometrics uh, i'm jumping up boxes i'm hurdling boxes and i'm not talking about like regular box jumps like a uh, 50 inch box i'm talking about 72 inches and higher you know the the highest i've ever hurdled was uh 86 inches yeah for those who don't know, that's, that's, that's tall. That's tall for those people. He's jumping over people. No stretch. That's the work. I just jump it over people. Hey, I mean, it adds yeah. up. You did say the news anchor was holding the ball. It didn't get touched. So it adds yeah. up. You know. Yo, he yeah. dropped over three people in windmill. Live. Hey, look, 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 look. That was wild. We didn't, uh, we were listening. So we didn't give you the props in, but three people windmill? Yeah, bro. That's insane. That's insane. Look, the, the the kids was talking about what's the secret? How do you do? Kids, if you listening, don't skip leg day. No, that's what he's saying. Don't don't skip leg day. No, because you use your legs every day. You got to walk. You got to run. You got to do something. Like your legs are the main part of your body. You constantly use. You know, unless you're paralyzed. You know, God forbid that happens to anybody. But um, yeah, like your legs are very very important. But also, you need to stretch. You need to strengthen certain muscles and you need to work on certain joints in your legs or you will have problems. You know, um, a lot of people don't know that um, the front, like, you know, when it comes to shin splints, there's a way you can heal shin splints. You got to learn about the tibialis muscle. You know, we all know where a fibula and tibia is. The tibialis muscle is the muscle that goes over the tibia in front of your leg. All you have to do is lean back on the wall, slant your feet and do toe raises, literally do toe raises. Raise your toes. It's the opposite of calf raises. You know, calf raises, you're lifting your heel off the ground to strengthen your calves. Toe raises, you're lifting just your toes up. So you're constantly doing this. This motion from you doing this, flexing your, your foot up, that actually strengthens your tibialis muscle. So that makes it easier for you to be actually cut better. So whenever like you're going to cut in basketball, when you go to break, you can break quicker. You know what I mean? You can uh, come out of different positions faster. You can explode. You can, like, it makes you run faster. You can explode higher. Um, you know, reduce the injury of hurting your knees because that muscle protects the front part of your knees. A little, little do people know. So, you know, there's different ways to train your body, train your legs. And like I said, the best way to do is plyometrics, a lot of plyometrics, you know. And the people, for the people who don't know what that is, it's just natural body workouts like push ups. Um, running and jumping up stuff and over stuff, um, you know, regular lunges, just any any workouts without weights. That's plyometrics, basically. Movement without the weights, and I'm saying I lift weights and my shit's fucked up, so I'm gonna be on my wall sits, I'm gonna be on my little toe raises, because yeah, I, I should mess up right now. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. Like, I be trying to, you know, a lot of people told me, they're like, why don't you just become a personal trainer? I'm like, you know, that takes time to do, you know, and you want to make it a business, you know, as much as I would love to train people for free. It's like, if I got all this knowledge, why not make money off of it, you know, and be able to help other people change their life, you know? So like, I, you know, I, there's a lot of people who are older than me. I'm 26, you know, um, there's a lot of guys older than me and, um, you know, they have a lot of problems, you know, with their knees or their legs or lower back, you know? So there's so many different workouts and different things I can tell you to do to literally heal your body. You know, um, even when I broke my arm, I got surgery, got plates, screws all in my wrist, but I did my own therapy. And that's how my wrist was able to, you know, at first I wasn't able to do this. 
I was constantly like my wrist would only go this high. I was only able to bend it this low. I wasn't able to move it side to side. I had no strength. I couldn't squeeze. So, you know, they were trying to send me to physical therapy. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do my own therapy. And what I did mm -hmm. was I did a lot of um, workouts in water. I put my wrist in water and I have a stress ball and I did a lot of my strengthening in water. Mm. I hear those are some of the best workouts that you can do. Man, because it's weight resistant. So it's literally just moving the muscle. It's actually doing a lot more than you think. And um, it's, it's just different. Gravity's not, there's no gravity in water. It's not really pulling on you. You know, it's not mm -hmm. pulling your body down. It's not really like, you know, so you're able to actually like, you know, it's no gravity. You're just able to work the muscle the way you really want to work the muscle. It's just the movement. You're able to actually, you know, focus on perfecting the movements, you know, and that's the range of motion is key. Like, you know, you want to have strength, you want to have flexibility, but you want to have range of motion. The more range of motion you have, the stronger you'll be. Hear that, viewers? Dropping knowledge, on the viewers, up. man. Dropping, dropping that knowledge. See, y'all getting free classes on the show now. Look, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Look, man, we've we said it before. We're going to say it again, y'all. The most reliable news source. It's in his hand. Yeah, right there, he's drinking it. Hey, man, yeah, yeah, you got you to drink a whole bunch of this, man. I, I'm, I'm drinking some water for the for the viewers. Or, or for listeners, um, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta drink a lot of this, man. Um, more water. We we was actually talking about this when we first met Slinks. Um, we was talking about uh, uh, water intake and how uh, you know how like room temp water is the way to go. Yeah, um, I remember you was telling me like you only had your dreads for like a year, and and, and you know you you was uh, washing your hair in cold water stuff like that. But yep. hey, look, I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. For a year, that's crazy. But um. But yeah, we was just talking about how to take care of yourself. Um, and this is the key right here, y'all. This is the key right here. Water at a party? Water. Yeah. We was talking about, man, we was loaded, man. And, yeah. you know, it, it just it, it was it was like a podcast. I tell you, and that's why I was like, bro, I got to get you on the pod. Because, like, we just went from, like, so many different... I don't even know what we first even started talking about. I ain't even know. Yeah. Oh, ideas. I remember. I remember. Uh I approached him. I had this can of uh, alcohol. It was 10%. It was called Club Tales. And I gave him a can. I was like, try this. Like, have you ever had it? He was like, no. And I was like, just try it. And he was telling me, like, how good it was. And we were talking about it. And then that's how the conversation, like, just went into depth. It was all over, like, a can. I handed him a can of something. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, yep. And then I got some water. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got to drink some water. You know, we've been drinking all all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, man. What'd you say? I said responsible ass niggas. Responsible, man. Responsible. Even, even, even though we could crash there, we was still. Yeah, we was, we was on our P's and Q's, man. We was trying to stay alerted, man. That's all. Hey, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all, man. You can't go to this party and just pass out, bro. You know, nah, next, you know, you wake up in the back of a. And we all know, we all know water reduces hangovers and it reduces you from throwing up, so. Yeah, man, water's the key. Water's the water key, man. The key, yo. Yeah, we care ourselves. There ain't nothing bad. There's, there's no nothing good about being the drunk guy on the floor at the party, the man. bar, the club. It's, it's never, it's never the look. You don't want to be that guy. Nope. Especially that person throwing up on yourself, and now your friends is recording you, and you all over social media throwing up. Oh man. Hey, don't let the don't let the hoes be looking. 
Oh, I'm just saying, don't don't let that happen. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Man, the only way no, the only way it's okay to be that guy is if you have a section in a club, and you got people around you. It's understandable when you're in your own section and you drunk and you fall asleep and you all passed out. That's that's kind of okay. That's kind of I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm sleeping in a section. Hmm. Yeah, but see, Let's when you're at a house party though, a house party, it's like. Now you know you wrong, right? <laughs> like now you know you. Hey, who's taking him home? Everyone quiet. <laughs> For real. Right. Like, Nobody want to take the nigga home that's throwing up. You know, you putting your own whip at risk. Uh, you six seven two. They they about to drag you to the car. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> Too big for all that. That's why I have to be responsible, man. Don't nobody want no tall guy falling all over them. Hell no. Responsible, <laughs> bro. You had like four cans in that bag when you came in that. In that oh, fire. yeah. <laughs> Double fisted. Two, two flavors. Two different flavors. Handle that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can handle that, though. I, I knew my limit. I was like, all right, four cans going to have me on that level. I was like, you know, and we good. You know, maybe might have a little bit of smoke. You know, just get a little bit of smoke in your system. All right, cool. I didn't, you know, I'm crossfaded. I'm good. You know, I was cool. And then, and then read up and got more cans. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they start to wear off, you like, all right, I gotta, I gotta re, re you know, rejuvenate. So, I gotta get back to where I am. Yeah, I had a good time with that party. Okay, that's what's up. Vegas vibes. Yeah. Vegas vibes. It was, vibes, it was man. definitely a vibe, man. It was like I didn't expect to vibe with everybody like that. I didn't think nobody there was weird. I just didn't think anybody there was that cool. So it was like, damn, this is like the first kick it, or first little get together party or whatever I went to and everybody's vibing. There's no drama, there's no arguing. You know, me coming from Pittsburgh, you know, that I lived in the hood, man. So it's like hood parties are always getting shot up. You know, people don't know how to act. So to be able to go to a party and be able to actually, you know, I don't know these people, but I felt comfortable. Yeah, like I just felt comfortable. Like to be able to be comfortable and I have to do this, looking over your shoulder every five minutes. You know, it felt good to like, you know, be in that environment. So they made me feel safe for real. I ain't gonna lie. I felt safe there. <laughs> Get drunk at a safe place. I don't know why that's funny, but yeah, but it was. Hubby said he was at a party, it felt safe. <laughs> And that's weird to say, because normally when you talk to people about parties, no, nobody ever feels safe at the Don't, party, man. They're like, yeah, for real. no, there's too much that goes on, man. No. So that, no. that's dope, man. I won't get yeah. into the details, but me and Mike, you've been to parties and you just got to look on your, around, like you said, you got to look over your shoulder. You oh, more, yeah. you more oh, stressed yeah. and having fun sometimes. Man. We definitely <laughs> been there. We've had a couple of those, um, you know, back home. So shit, yeah, I, I know what you mean, bro. Um, especially in Vegas, man. You never know. Vegas is unpredictable. You know, man, what? <laughs> so, shit, yeah, it, it was dope. It was real dope. Um, and like you said, just to have everybody there, everybody vibing, no drama. Nobody was, like, overly drunk. Like, everybody was, like, a good drunk. So, good drunk, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it was dope. And when we was talking, um, that's how the, the pod came about. So, you know, you was, like, when you first went, you know, you didn't expect to really, you know, be cool with anybody. And, you know, here we are today. We on the pod and, and we're recording, you know. So it just goes to show that everything happens for a reason, you know. Yeah, man, for real. And I, I thank my boy, Sherm, 
you know, I'm like, bro, you know, I, he went to dunk camp. I met him at dunk camp, actually. The story that I told you guys about in 2019, I told me uh, Sherman, you know, and that was like my last time seeing him. So when he was like, pull up to the B&B, you know, I'm like, damn, you're in the same city as me. I ain't seen you in like three years. It's only right I pull up, you know. I didn't, I'm like, damn, I get there. These guys cooking on the grill. They got music playing. They flipping in the pool. They got the beer pong. I was like, this is my type of vibe. I like this. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I ain't going nowhere. I'm here all day. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, you know, make yourself comfortable. Make yourself sit at home, you know. Mikasa Sukasa. I was like, okay, respect, you know. But Jenga, man, that, I haven't played that game in a while. That was actually a fun moment with you guys, too, being able to bond on the Jenga, man. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah, them Jenga like games a, get intense. You yeah, know, you, man. you pulling out that, that little block, you know, your hands shaking. Everybody's looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's suspenseful. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of dope moments, man. Bro was frying up oh, the no. corner on the cob. <laughs> he was frying yeah. up the corner on the cob, man. That was good. It was good, though. Yeah, it was, good. Man, it, was, it was a good time. So, you know, naturally, you know, we vibed and now we on the show and we're here with the, with the listeners, with the viewers, putting them on your dunks. Again, y'all, um, when we post this, we will link his stuff because, again, y'all got to see this shit, man. Y'all got to see this shit. And um, I'm just glad that you, you know, you on the show with us today, bro. Yeah, man. I'm glad that I, you know, finally had time after, you know, a rough week, you know, that I was going through. But, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to get on this podcast. I want to talk. You know, I kind of want to be outgoing. I kind of want to let the world know who I am. You know, and just for you guys to even know me even more. This helps you guys understand me even more and get an understanding of what I do. You know, so it's dope. Definitely a dope moment. I appreciate it for real. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time that you and Hassan have met. So you know this is this is dope. Yeah, glad to have you on the show, bro. This this was even from the pre-show, we've had nothing but dope conversation. Yeah, for real, man. You guys, man, you guys got something good going, man. You guys keep this podcast going, man. You know, you never know. I could, uh, once people start seeing me on it, it's gonna, it's crazy because, you know, I might not be the only, I might be y'all's first professional, you know, athlete on here, but I'm not y'all's last. Trust me, when y'all post this and I repost it, a lot of guys that I'm cool with, you know, in the dunk game and in the industry, they're gonna see it and they're gonna be like, man, who are these guys? We gotta reach out to them. And, they, and then you might have more guests, you know, it's just, it's promoting you guys, you know, at the end of the day. And um, I feel like, you know, when I came in here, my energy towards this podcast, I, I can feel it. You know, I like you can look at something and feel something. I feel like you guys, y'all got something good going and I feel like it's really gonna take you guys far. You just gotta be consistent. Just be consistent with it. Give the people, yeah. give the viewers what they want, give the folks what they want. Yeah, I can see you guys like on a big, bigger platform, you know, live cameras in front of you guys while y'all, you know, like I'm telling you, like, like I said earlier to him, like on a Joe Rogan level, you know, I could see it like that, even bigger than him, you know, because he talks about a lot of interesting things. But, you know, you guys, you guys got a dope podcast. You guys are a good duo. And I'm glad you guys, you know, decided, you know, to come together and do this. That's dope. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we, we, I feel like at this point, Hassan, we got no choice but to keep going because, you know, every yeah, time we bring to. people on, yeah, every he, time he we show us, new he, people to show. He gave us some expectations just now. I was like, yeah. Listen, like, we can be bigger than Joe. We don't. Yeah. We, we have this running joke like that we act like we know Joe Rogan. We're in the podcasting with him, but we'll get there. 
We'll see nah, I see it happening in months, man. You know, most people are like, oh, I'll be there like any nah. Keep going the way you guys are going, man. You know, and I'm telling you, like three, that. four, five months from now, I can see like it even bigger. You know, viewers even bigger, everything's bigger. And um now you guys got y'all's platforms, you know, you guys create a like page on Facebook together, guys create an Instagram page, create y'all's business pages. So then like, you know, y'all and you have y'all's YouTube page together as well. So every time y'all put this type of content out, y'all can put it out there, you know? Um, and then you got your previews to your show. You put out a teaser, it's a wrap. People see the little preview, ooh. Okay, podcast <laughs> dropping Friday. Let's stay tuned, boom, Friday come. They waiting at that time, oh, it's 8.30. They said they're about to, and then- they thirsty for it. Yeah. yeah. Thirsty for it. Yeah, man. That's how it goes, man. Gentlemen, uh, Slings, honestly, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, we, we could keep talking all day, even from the, the influencing, the dunks, the fitness, but we do got to wrap up the show. Um, yes, we sir. wrap up the show a certain type of way. We like to each have our message of the day that we like to leave the viewers with. Um, I'll go first just so you can kind of pick up on it and you can go, I can close this out. Um, you know what, just kind of taking off what you said about how you went to dunk camp. Also, I'm surprised Utah's like the wild west of dunkers, but you went to dunk camp and you showed off. You knew that was the moment. Like people have been talking about me, hating on me. You stepped up to the occasion. I did not step up when I had a tackle with Dory Jackson. For those who don't know, he's in the NFL, but I was there. But the message of today's pod is step up to the occasion when your moment comes. Mm. Mm. Moment's like gonna that. come. It will come. You will get a moment. Step up. Yep. And we've talked about like that on that. the show before too. You know, sometimes that moment, it only comes once. So oh, you know, yeah. that has to be that has to be that time that you gotta be you gotta be prepared for it. You know, it's what you've been waiting for the entire time you've been working. So definitely, yeah. When that moment comes, make sure you shine, just like Slings did. You know, in that in that 2019 dunk contest. You know. He was ready. He just he just warmed. He didn't even didn't even stretch. Just walked in the gym and went ham. Don't gotta get yes, ready. Sir. You stay ready. He was ready. He was ready. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, think about it. We drove from Pennsylvania to Utah and back. So I had no choice, man. That drive was long. <laughs> oh, that's it. He was ready to get out the car. Yeah, yeah. Six seven on a on a road trip. I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, Slings, what do you got for the people as your word word of the day? My word of the day, honestly, you know, or, you know, quote of the day or message of the day is, um, you know, stay true to yourself. Uh, don't allow negativity to knock you down. Um, don't be afraid to fail. Become obsessed with it. Understand your failures. Study your failures. And just go out there and be great and give everything, you know, the best you can give. You know, put maximum effort in everything you do. It doesn't matter how much you fail. As long as you're trying and, you know, you put the work in, you know, the world is yours, man. Like anything's possible, bro. Nothing is impossible. So yeah, just stay, stay true to yourself, man. Keep working hard and uh, don't be afraid to fail. That's just the main thing. Don't be afraid to fail at all. There it is. That's a very common theme on the Mike and Hassan show. So I'm glad that you, you know, you, re you reiterate that because man, you know, as, especially as men, you know, it's, it's hard to accept that failure sometimes or, um, even to to get to a point where you're comfortable with it. So real talk. Oh, um, my word of the day, my message of the day. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this. Um, 
I've had the opportunity. I've been in Vegas for almost two years now. Um, and, you know, anytime you move to a new place, y'all can both relate to this, actually, you know, being from Pittsburgh and come to the West Coast and Hassan moving from Pasadena to Oxnard, um, you know, you got to you got to get out there and meet new people, make new connections. Um, and uh, with you, Slinks, you know, that was uh, that was something that happened with us. You know, we uh, we met and, you know, we instantly rocked with each other, you know. So uh, my word of the day is don't be afraid to to meet new people. Don't be afraid to uh, to communicate with others, you know, because you never know what can come out of it. Um, so just, you know, be genuine and, you know, people will gravitate towards you. You know, it's inevitable. You can't fake the funk. So don't be afraid to get out there and meet new people. Yes, and that's in, that's in business. That's in, in dating. That's in anything. You can apply that anywhere, you know. Just go out there and, and be the best you. And make sure also, make sure you're happy with what you love to do. You know, don't, don't you know, be in a situation where, like, like a lot, like I said, you know, don't be afraid to fail because I know some, some people, we like, we're all humans. We all fail. But, um, you know, some people allow their failures to make them unhappy and unmotivate them. And some people quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't allow your failures to overtake anything that you're trying to do. Accept the failure and get better and be happy with everything you do. Even be happy with your failures because it's not a loss. It's a lesson. And always remember that. Real talk. There it is. And with that listeners viewers again we appreciate y'all coming through we got my man slinks on here man we appreciate yes, you sir. coming through You've been a hell Look of a out. guest bro thank you so much and thank you for real thank you both for the opportunity man keep it going glad i love it glad to have you here and folks we are out of here leaving the virtual building <laughs> <laughs>